Hello everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I am your host Nicole Goodman and I'm a women's identity expert and coach. As women we fall into three phases of identity through our adult life and during these our challenges can look pretty similar. Now regardless of what cycle of life you fall into, whether you are from the age of 24 to 32, 32 to 40 or 40 to 50 plus, here at Femaling I will be talking to you about the real issues we all face and secretly struggle with. Through honest conversation, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself, and be yourself. Now let the femaling adventure begin. Hello, how are you? Welcome to this one-off bonus episode of Femaling. Let's call it the Christmas special. And why not, eh? If Strictly Come Dancing can have a Christmas special, then why can't Femaling. And listen, it's been a little while since um, the ending of season three and season four is very much underway and I'm going to be bringing that to you in January and I'm really excited about that. But in the meantime, I just wanted to say a quick hi and wish you all a happy Christmas and a happy new year. But of course, I'm not going to do that without delivering some value and hopefully some insight and wisdom. Well, that's always my hope anyway. And today I just wanted to talk to you guys about how to get the best out of your Christmas period. Um, And I'm going to give you some pieces of advice in how to do that and how you can walk away from Christmas in the best way possible and so that you can experience it in the most positive sense. So let's talk about Christmas. Like, how do you find Christmas? How are you over the Christmas period? How is it for you? Now, I'm going to be very bold and tell you that I can actually get really quite stressed over Christmas. And I know that I'm not alone. And yes, Christmas is a really wonderful time of the year. But it, it can also, if we're being really honest, it can also be filled with difficulty and anxiety And it can be emotionally, mentally, and logistically very stressful. So I want to start with how we're supposed to feel about Christmas. And I say supposed to in big inverted commas, because Christmas is sold to us as, you know, a wondrous time full of presents and great food and family and being surrounded by all the people that you love everyone's in a good mood, Um, you know, it's a time to be cosy in your warm homes with your fluffy slippers and your fireplaces and everyone sits there with a beautiful golden turkey staring into each other's eyes, feeling grateful and loving and, you know, thinking about how precious life is. And that is obviously an exaggeration, but that is how Christmas is sold to us. And there is a deep message underneath that 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 we start to think that's how we are meant to feel or how we're supposed to feel, which means that there's probably a little part of us that if we don't feel that way or we don't experience it in this way, we might start to feel bad about ourselves. Now, that's how it's sold to us. That is just an ideal, right? And we all buy into it. Now, here's the thing. I want that for you. I want that fireplace, fluffy slipper, family, golden turkey moment. I want it for you. I want it for me. I want it for each and every one of us because who doesn't deserve to experience the festive season in that way? Of course, we all do. But in reality, this is not a truth for many of us. Some of us 
some of us experience Christmas in the complete opposite way. And now I want to talk about what some of the triggers might be and some of the triggers that come up over Christmas. And by triggers, I mean something that can spark something off in you, something that can trigger something and make you feel a certain way about something. That's what I mean about a trigger. And a trigger can be a negative thing and it can be a positive thing. Okay. Um, now, let's some of the typical triggers. Okay. And I'm going to go through the typical ones. If I don't pinpoint something that you might find triggering or you might find difficult, then that's okay. But just, just know that everything that I'm talking about, you can apply to your own life. Now, I've tried to keep it very general here. So if I don't pinpoint something that you are experiencing, my apologies to you. But just you can still apply exactly what I'm going to say to whatever might be coming up for you. Okay? So during the run-up to Christmas, there's a lot of stuff that can get into the way that keeps us away from that fireplace, fluffy sock, staring to each other's eyes moment. Okay? Um, there's the who's making Christmas, who's actually doing the Christmas day. I mean, you know, that can be quite a difficult conversation in a family. I know that I did Christmas two years in a row. And after that, I was completely, I was completely done with Christmas. So, and then everyone, I probably assumed that I was going to do it because I have the easiest house to do it in, but I don't want to do it. Um, so we can start to feel guilty about whether or not we're doing Christmas or whether we're not doing Christmas. So that's one thing. Like, Who is actually going to do Christmas Day? Who's going to host it? Who's, you know, the ordering of the food. You've got to order your turkey like, I don't know, six months in advance. And I just don't work six months in advance. I don't know about you. So that already creates stress for me anyway. It's trying to be really super organized around the Christ Christmas period to try and just sort of get ahead of yourself and get ahead of the crowds. I mean, that's never going to work for me. I don't know about you, but that is something that would trigger me in terms of the logistics of it. I, I mean, let's just talk about getting a slot on Tesco's, getting your um, online food shop delivered. That can be, you know, anxiety led in itself. Trying to get a slot on Ocado or Tesco's. I have a friend who books it. Now, I don't know when they release their Christmas slots, but I'm guessing they release them in about October. And she writes in her diary the day that those slots are being released. And she then books her Christmas slot. And A, I think that is totally amazing. And I'm in absolute awe of her. And B, I'm never going to do that. So I compare myself to her because that is something that I fall short on. And then I make, my feel my, make myself feel bad about it. And as it's no less or more of a thing. It's just how she does her things and how I do mine. And they're very, very different. But my point is that we can fall into comparison at any given moment if you're not very aware of it. Okay, so we've got the, you know, we've got a few things already that are coming up for Christmas. Who's making the Christmas day? Ordering all the food, getting everything together, logistically organizing everything. Then there's the paying for it. Like, oh my God, Christmas is really, really expensive. Then there's the executing it. Then there's the deciding who you're inviting and who you're not. Or God forbid you've been invited or you haven't been invited over to someone's house. There's always a lot of kind of tricky conversation going on around 
Christmas. Then there's what to buy people or what not to buy people. Like, who are you buying for? Who are you not buying for? Do I have to call on my friends just to check they haven't got me a present because I don't want to turn up when we all meet for drinks and they've all got me a present and then I feel like an absolute ass because I haven't got anything. Like, you have to be prepared for these things. I don't know about you. But I'm always hoping when I make these phone calls, and I did actually, I called my sister-in-law this week to say, by the way, um, are we doing presents this year? Just want to get ahead of the game because I don't want to turn up and you've kind of got my kids loads of stuff and I haven't got anything. And she re- she replied with the most wonderful response, no, let's not do presents this year. The kids have got enough. And you know what I thought? I mean, you might think I'm a real Scrooge here, but I just thought, like, my kids do have enough. And Thank goodness, it's one less job for me to have to worry about or for me to have to do. So then there's the, you know, to buy, what, what, who you're buying for, who you're not buying for, what you're going to spend on each person, what you're not going to spend on each person. Then figuring out how to not go completely and utterly broke on a load of crap that nobody really wants and nobody really needs, let's be honest. So there's many aspects there that can cause a dis-ease amongst us over the Christmas period. Now, if I haven't mentioned, like I said, well, if I haven't mentioned something that you find really difficult, then please, please just apply whatever it is that you may be experiencing in the next part of this podcast, apply it to your issue and your struggle. Okay. Now, there's many other things that would that would make people feel uncomfortable over Christmas. Your marital status, that's a big one over Christmas, isn't it? If you're single over Christmas, people feel like, I don't know, like I've got a lot of single friends and they all say that it's the worst time to be on your own because that's the time of the year when you really feel like you're on your own or that's the time of the year where you don't want to be on your own. So again, it brings up a lot of stuff. Now, this is where this podcast is going to come into its own because I want you to experience Christmas in the best way possible. And I'm going to give you some insights in how to do that. So we've just acknowledged some of the triggers that might be going on for you. There definitely there was definitely some of mine in there. So let's look at a few parts of Christmas that are undeniably lovely. Time off. We get to have time off work. We get to have guilt-free time off work. Time off the school run, time off the trains, time off running around, time off from our normal routine. And it's not like any other holiday because everybody is off. Everybody is in the holiday spirit aren't they? So we get to see the people that we love that little bit more. We get to hang out that little bit more. We get to have lions. We get to relax. Everybody has a little bit of extra time. And also everything is just extra sparkly, isn't it? So everyone has extra time and everyone's extra sparkly and the clothes are extra sparkly and all the decorations are extra sparkly and there's twinkle lights around. Everything's just prettier. Everything's prettier and happier, and I just love it. The TV is great around Christmas time, isn't it? I mean, if you like TV, which I do, I love TV, and all the Christmas specials that come on, all the box sets, all the old films. It's just a wonderful time of the year. I know I sound like I'm about to break into song, but genuinely, I really do love Christmas 
And I also accept that it comes with pressure and stress of its own variety. So the question I hear you asking is, well, how can I enjoy Christmas without all of that extra pressure? Is that the question you were asking or, or something to that degree? Well, look, I'm going to give you a few powerful suggestions in how to get the most out of Christmas. Now, let me just say at the top, before I go into my four must-know tips in how to survive Christmas, I can't change your marital status. So if you are single and you would like to be with somebody... I can't physically change that in my next four tips, of course. But what I can do is help you to experience your Christmas in the best way possible with whatever is going on in your life. The unpleasant uncle or aunt or cousin that you have to see over that Christmas period. And come on, there's always somebody that we have to have at the Christmas lunch who can be really annoying or get really drunk or say really inappropriate things or just make you feel crap about your life. There's always someone you have to see over Christmas that can do that. They're still going to be there. But it's in the next four tips, it's how, again, how you can experience all of these things in the best possible way. So with my next few suggestions, you will be able to drown out those bad feelings and replace them with good ones because it's always about how we feel and we always want to feel good, don't we? I know that I always want to feel good and I know that you always want to feel good too. So what these next suggestions are going to do is enable that for you. If applied, you have to apply the methods. They won't work just by listening to this podcast. You actually have to put them into practice. Okay. So number one in how to get the most out of Christmas is engage in what you love and who you love. So take the festive season to really make time for what you love to do. If it's eating certain foods that you don't normally allow during the year because you feel too guilty, then by all means, delve into those quality streets. I like the strawberry ones, save them for me. Um, you know, if you want to drink some more alcohol that you don't normally over the year because you've always got to be up for an early early morning meeting, then, then just allow yourself to get extravagant. Give yourself the luxuries that you don't always allow for yourself. You know, do the things that you really love to do. And it doesn't mean that you have to be running around because my guess is, is that you do that all year round. You run from pillar to post. Sometimes a really wonderful thing can be just to lie in bed and watch Netflix all day or catch up on a box set that you've been wanting to see all year. Give yourself the permission to do these things. Christmas is a beautiful time for that you know, go to that class that you've been wanting to take, but you haven't been able to because you couldn't get there in time. Just think about the things that you love to do and give yourself the permission to do them. And that also works for give yourself the permission to see the people that you love. Because like I said before, everyone's got that bit of extra time or work and everyone's in a better mood and everyone's in a holiday mode. Take advantage of it. Call up that friend that you don't always see from month to month because you're both so busy and go out for like, you know, a coffee in the middle of the day or just do something really, whatever it is, make it nourishing for your soul. Make it something that you really want to do without guilt. 
Create the holiday to look how you want it to. I'm going to repeat that. Create the holiday, by holiday I mean Christmas period, to look exactly as you want it to. Fill the time with the things and people that you love. Okay? So that's number one. Engage in what you love and in who you love. Number two is to stay centered. Stay feeling good. Now, I touched on this a touch before. This is a really important one because you want to feel good. doesn't matter what you're doing. You want to feel good whilst you're doing it. And if you feel good, you will experience whatever it is you're doing in a completely different way. You will experience it in a positive way and that will create feelings of happiness and it will make you feel great. Now, Christmas can throw you for a loop. So allow space, again, that word permission and allowance for what helps you to feel good. And I call it staying centered. But really, it just means you at your best, you being in your best skin, feeling really comfortable in your skin, whether that's calm or peaceful or relaxed or happy or joyful, just feelings of goodness right? So stay in those feelings of goodness. Now, how can we stay in those feelings of goodness? Well, a couple of tips are meditation. Meditation is a great one if you haven't already. Um, It will stop the triggers that are coming up for you. Stop those voices of, why am I still single? Or, oh my God, I haven't got any money to pay for the 25 presents that I've got to buy. It will stop all that and it will calm you down and it will keep you peaceful and it will keep you relaxed. It's also free and it's also quick. You can do a meditation in 10 minutes. You can do a meditation in seven minutes if you wanted to. Um, And you come away from that meditation feeling so much better about yourself. And it doesn't cost a penny. There's, um, There's an app called Insight Timer, by the way, which is fantastic. And I think it's got over 30,000 meditations on there. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing resource. Insight Timer. Um, and I just do it all the time and I listen to it on my phone. Um, I've also got a podcast on meditation and it's called, I think I called it mindfulness and it's in season two. So go check that out if you want to know a little bit more about meditation and the power that it can bring for you. So other ways in making yourself, helping yourself feel good is exercising. Whatever your exercise is of choice, it doesn't have to be a marathon or anything ridiculous. Just move, just move your body because that's so incredibly important in you feeling good. And that could be just going for a walk, going for a bike ride, um, going uh, dancing. (laughs) I was going to stop myself from saying that because I knew I felt like I sounded about 80 years old when I said it. Doesn't matter how you move, just make sure that you do. It's incredibly important for your mental health and it's incredibly important for your emotional health, especially if you are about to enter into a period that can make you feel quite stressed. Okay. Um, yoga is a great one. I love a bit of yoga. Um, you can also do that for free. You can do it in your bedroom, just click on YouTube, find a little bit of space and you can have a really beautiful yoga session in 20 minutes. There's some amazing YouTubers that give you such amazing, um, short lessons in just how to move your body. They call it like a moving meditation. It can help your mind. So that's another way in how to keep yourself really calm and focused and centered over the Christmas period. Okay. Um, Other things that can keep you centered 
be with the people you love. This goes back into number one. Just be around people that are good for you, that love you, so that they can remind you if you're having a bad day, they get to remind you of how precious you are and how wonderful you are. So, oh, one of my new uh, tools, I can't believe I'm about to admit this to you, but one of my new ones is staying centered. And it sounds like a really weird one, but I can't tell you how much it calms me, is I watch The Real Housewives back to back. My husband goes absolutely mad because it's, let's be honest, it's absolute shit. Um, but it's like mind numbing, you know, it's like watching an episode of Friends. I don't have to think about it. So if I've had quite a busy day and my mind is on overdrive, I literally, I put an episode of The Real Housewives on and it just calms me down. And I know that sounds really odd, but whatever it is that works for you, it doesn't matter what it is. It just needs to keep you feeling good. Okay, so that's number two in how to get the most out of Christmas. Number three in how to get the most out of Christmas is boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. This comes up probably in every single one of my podcasts because boundaries are so vital for wellness and well-being and for your self-care. They are vital for it. You cannot have all of those three things without boundaries. So what I mean by boundaries, let me give you an example. If you are about to see the annoying cousin that you don't want to see at the Christmas lunch and they somehow manage to make you feel like crap that you're not in a job that you want to be in or that you haven't had kids yet, ask yourself before you walk in and talk to this person, set your boundaries with yourself. Get intentional about what your boundaries are. Ask yourself how do I want to walk away after talking to this person? Chances are you're not going to say, oh, well, I really want to walk away aggravated and I really want to walk away pissed off that they reminded me about all the things that I don't have in my life. No, the chances are you are going to say to yourself, I want to walk away feeling good about myself. I want to walk away feeling like I've managed the conversation in the best way possible. And then that will inform you about what to talk about or what not to talk about. And if they then say something along the lines that you might find disruptive or you might find disrespectful, then you just get to walk away. That is a boundary, a boundary of walking away of, oh, look, I'm going to go and get some food. That looks nice. And you walk away. And that is called self-care. That is called self-preservation. Let's give another example of boundaries. Let's... Um, Let's talk about money because money is a big thing over Christmas. So set your intention of what your boundary is for what you want to spend over Christmas. Okay, that was a very long sentence. What is your boundary for your finances? Ask yourself, I want to spend £7 on every present, let's just say. Or I want to spend overall £150 on presents for everybody and that's all I'm willing to spend and then you will know how much money you are going to spend you will know what your boundary is you will know what you are comfortable with you do not have to spend more than you are comfortable with okay you just need to get really honest really reflective and really real about what you are comfortable spending and no one has the right to tell you whether that's right or wrong it is what is right for you Okay, so boundaries. Boundaries are vital for surviving Christmas and for feeling good. Okay, so that's number three in how to get the most out of your Christmas. Number four is 
self-care. Now, what I mean by self-care is I mean looking after yourself. That That's it. It's really simple. That is exactly what self-care is, is just looking after your well-being and yourself. And that actually encompasses all the last three points that I've just mentioned. So I want you to imagine a box and I want you to think that there are the words self-care on top of it. Now, this is, guess what, your self-care box. Now, what do you need to put into the self-care box in order to get the most out of Christmas? Now, for me, it would be things, and I say it would be because I'm actually going away, but if I was here over Christmas, um, the things that would need to be put in place for me, and this is only me, but it's just to give you an example of self-care practices, it would be like what I've just discussed, meditation. Um, that would probably be probably be quite low on my list. I'm just being honest, no particular reason. It just, it just gets a bit lower on my list. The highest ones on my list are exercise, exercising daily so that A, oh, if I'm being honest, you know, when I eat loads, I feel like crap and I feel lethargic. So exercise helps me to feel better. And yes, less guilty, I'll admit it. And I'm, I know I'm not alone when I say that, but um, I just feel uncomfortable that I still have to feel guilty around food. But that is another podcast for another time. And I've done many podcasts on that anyway. Um Eating well is is in my self-care box. Um, green tea is a new one. That's in my self-care box as well. Spending time with my girlfriends. That's in my self-care box. Obviously spending time with my family. Um, and a few early nights. I know, I sound like a 90-year-old, I know. But this is what I need in my self-care now. If I have loads of late nights, I am in a bad mood. I'm moody. I then eat like crap. I then don't exercise. So literally just that lack of sleep for me puts the rest of my self-care into question in a major way so the early nights are a big one for me and guess what else I'm putting into my self-care now girls I'm putting in the real housewives and look you know the practices in your self-care box can change from time to time and the real housewives won't always be there but I'm just really enjoying it for now and it just gives me such a sense of calm which I know is completely ironic um, and if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's on Hey You. Um, and that's in my self-care box. So ask yourself now, what do I need in my self-care box to get the most out of Christmas? Okay. So they are the four points. They are my four pieces of, uh, advice, insight, wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Um, Let's just go over them very, very quickly in case you've forgotten. Yes, grab a pen, quickly go. Number one in how to get the most out of Christmas, do what you love and be with the people that you love. Number two in how to get the most out of Christmas, stay centered, which means AKA just do whatever it is you need to do or be however you need to be in order to feel good. Put those tools in place. Number three is boundaries. What boundaries do you need to get the most out of your Christmas so that you can stay feeling good? And number four in how to get the most out of Christmas is your self-care box. What needs to be in your self-care box? Now they all intertwine. And whenever I do an episode like this, um, each point beautifully moves into another. So they all kind of swish and mesh together. But at the end of it, 
if you apply all of those four and whatever other ones that you need to apply for yourself, anything that I've missed off, by all means do, you will feel great and you will stay focused and you will experience the most that you can out of the Christmas period. Now, I want to say thank you. A big thank you to all of you for tuning into Femaling. Femaling is just over a year old. Yep, been doing it for a year and I'm really, I'm so very proud of that. So whether or not you listen to every episode that I've released or this is your first episode that you've ever heard, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for any of your comments and emails and messages on Instagram informing me of how you found the podcast. That really does mean the absolute world to me. Um, I ask that you please subscribe and write any comments on Apple Podcasts because they absolutely love that. And as of 2020, femaling is going to be going on the radio. Now you'll be hearing much more about that, I promise you, but just know that big things are happening for femaling and I'm incredibly excited and incredibly proud. And I couldn't have done that without all of you listening to me and bringing your wisdom to me about what it is that resonates with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I absolutely adore this podcast. I love bringing it to you and I hope that you find the value that it is intended to do, which is to help you and all women find a space where you can understand yourselves, accept yourselves and most importantly, be yourselves. Here is to a very Merry Christmas and I wish you a happy and healthy 2020 and I cannot wait to bring you more content and more exciting, empowering stuff for all of us women. Here's to 2020, Happy New Year and lots of love to each and every one of you. You have been listening to the Female in Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much for your time and for listening today. If you love this podcast and found value in it, please go and subscribe, write a brilliant review, and go and share it with your friends who need a bit of femaling in their world. You can find me on all social media channels for more of my work, Instagram at Nicole Goodman underscore coach. Facebook Nicole Goodman Women's Identity Coach and you can also find my private Facebook group where all the magic of conversation happens with a really amazing community of women. Thank you again for joining me today. This has been Femaling. I'll be back next week with another episode and remember it is the most exciting time to be a woman.